Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. Hey y'all, I'm Kai Axos. I am a singer and songwriter in LA. And last night I woke up at three in the morning and made soup. Nice. Yes. And today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about We Don't Care by Kai Exos. Um, I want to start with the beginning of this song as far as did you have the production first or did you have the lyrical concept first? Um, so <laughs> uh, a very good question, I think. What ends up happening with me, especially lately, is everything comes at once in a huge flood. Oh. And um, usually it's at an inopportune time, like during a conversation mm. or while I'm sleeping <laughs> or while I'm watching a movie or something like that. So this, in this particular instance, uh, the, the track, like the beat mm -hmm. was kind of skeleton there. Um, with chop a lot from like September, but it, it really was an overnight song, if that makes any sense. Okay. Well, so what is the song about and what inspired you to write it? Yeah. So, I mean, well, chop a lot who co-produced this is, is in NOLA in, in New Orleans. And mm -hmm. I happened to be in Toronto for, uh like three weeks which is odd for me usually i every one to two weeks i'm somewhere else and it's been that way for 20 plus years oh, wow. and so in september i had to be up there um, my best friend was getting married and obviously being the best man i had to be up there and i had been following chop lot for a while mm -hmm. and it was just starting to get cold in uh in toronto mm -hmm. and i mean that's most of the year but the <laughs> in this particular instance we were just like thinking in every city no matter where you are so tel aviv tokyo morocco miami new york chicago philly la toronto all of those all of those cities you find even if you don't know nobody you find your tribe and your people, mm -hmm. there's always like inside, if you're there for a couple of days and you end up at a party with a friend or, or just on your own, whatever, there's always somewhere that you feel like home. It's kind of like, I don't know, a black cheers, if you will. Right. Um, and <laughs> I just, uh, I just was thinking about how cool it is that we find each other. And um, like, it's, the music is always on point. Um, you know, it's just like the perfect party. Yeah. And um, I had been following Chop a lot for a while on SoundCloud. So kind of we were, we were, he knew I was going to the studio and, and we were trying to figure out if there was something we could work on. I had this concept for the album and this, we wanted to do kind of this Nola bounce mm -hmm. thing. Um, so he went to Rebirth and they kind of spun this brass 
section together. And then I brought in TJ Whitelaw in Toronto, who's a dope young guitarist, um, who actually, I think he slid into my DMs um, (laughs) when uh, probably like a year ago or something. And we had a couple of friends that we knew together. Um, so yeah, we just had him come in and he did the kind of like in the background um, of the guitar, which is a little bit like of a broken reggaeton thing. Um, and then I laid the vocals and, and yeah, I mean, it was just a song about, about coming together and, kind of finding your people mm-hmm. and that's you know in the lyric it opens with the pre-chorus um which is a, a slightly odd arrangement but i say i don't know where you came from or what brought you here but i saw you from across the room um it's just something in the air so it's just like when you recognize someone just like want to dance and have fun mm-hmm. and there's nothing like super aggressive about it <laughs> like it can be sometimes it's not like oh i need to know that person it's just like fun and family and right. good vibes. Yeah. I really, I love the bounce in this. Um, and then, yeah, it goes really well with the lyrical concept that you put together. Um, when you were it, laying I down. I see that bounce. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I can try for you. If you All have right, a, t- if you make a TikTok dance, I will definitely uh, <laughs> participate. I know they keep telling me I got to get on that. Yeah. But I yeah. was looking I was looking at your Instagram. I was like, yo, you know, I can, I can see this collage. Oh yeah. Let's, let's do it. I'm totally, and I'm very (laughs) active on TikTok. So just let me know and I will definitely participate and share. Kind of the only way to be on TikTok, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Those dances. I mean, there's cool, there's other stuff on there. That's pretty cool too. But, uh, but yeah, I really love what you guys did, um, with this. It definitely is a feel good track and I totally relate to the subject of this as well. When you were recording the vocals, did anything like drastically change, uh, either with the production or the lyrics itself? Um, I mean, I knew within 30 seconds what, of kind of like, hearing the the track end to end what I wanted to say. Um, The song was actually called Fleur de Lis. Originally it's kind of like was our working title. Um, But then I did some research into like some colonial stuff and I was like, no, I'm not calling it. (laughs) Forget that. Um, But you know, it was kind of, cause it's sort of like the, the, I don't know if it's the official symbol, but I feel like it's the unofficial symbol of New Orleans. Oh yeah. for sure. Um, like it's kind of the emoji that you use and, and, and all that. So it was called that. And then, you know, I don't really like titling songs. Mm-hmm. Like when you make a song, you're, you're just like in that moment right. where you have a mixing engineer and, and an assistant and a couple people from your team around, they're like, what's this song called? Cause you're going to open the session. Mm-hmm. And like in the distance, we just had like FDL on it. And that's just what we were calling it for, I think, three months. Um, and when it went to the label and went to radio, I was like, you know, I don't really feel like this is the right title for this thing. Like I picture it that way. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, like it aligns with the album. But um, I just started to think about it and it felt it felt more correct mm-hmm to call it we don't care and 
when I actually listen to everything that I've, I've written in the way of lyrics, I'm trying to think of if there was anything, it all happened so fast. I know that the second verse, I had that kind of feel. I think I only recorded the first verse when we did the demo in Toronto. And then the second verse, I actually finished it up. Um, I think like three or four days later after the wedding, my best friend's wedding, um, as it were, back here in LA at my house where I'm sitting right now, Kiel Walker and I, we kind of did the second verse here. And I, I had this idea for a song called Strawberry, um, which is kind of the same thing as this song. <laughs> and, uh, and that's where that verse came from. So I, I think like in terms of drastic changes, I can kind of say like I knew when it was super fire when Octavia was here and Octavia was just here hanging out in my living room. Octavia and I go kind of way back. Um, she's the backup singer on, on this song. She's doing the, she's at the locals and um, we've done a couple of songs together and she was just hanging out here. She's in um Nevada now living there and she just happened to be in town. So she was hanging out here and that kind of happens a lot. So we had actually booked a different singer for this and that singer did not show up. Um, (laughs) So we, I say we like Kiel and I um, and Basha, who was my A&R, we, we kind of were like, well, I mean, Octavia could always throw down. And I thought that we were just going to blend everything together because I figured, you know, they're going to show up eventually or at least text mm-hmm. the, the girl we originally booked, who shall not be named. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, when she really did the, when Octavia laid that go ahead and shout and it was like in that, because I was doing the vocal production and for me, like you hear me now, I'm kind of like, okay, so like this is the melody and like this is where it sits. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me, she's like, I can't do that. <laughs> she's like that's too low i can't do that and i was like oh shit all right so let's try um if we take it's in it's in uh e sharp major i think e no e e flat major um and the so we kind of did the go ahead and shout because i found out and and that was pretty transformative um but i wouldn't say that there was a huge deviation from inside of that, I don't know, 72 hour period. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was exactly what we set out to do. I know we, we clipped out a lot of the, um, the drum line. Um, Cause when there were vocals in there, it was just a lot going on, oh, okay. but yeah, there were no real drastic changes. Like I think it was, there was editing mm-hmm. and refinement, but definitely like we set out to do what we did. Um, and and it definitely we we kind of like both looked at each other when when we were recording the the background vocals and I think that moment was like oh shit we got something here yeah just clicked yeah yeah <laughs> well I want to know what your favorite lyric line is in the song uh cool um well I appreciate that I think um cocoa butter a la banya is really funny oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and it just makes me laugh it, like it's written about like one person in particular but when I think back like that shit happens all the time mm-hmm. um 
And I just like that feel because it's also like a scent. And if you've ever been to a basement party or <laughs> like a, a particular um, like downtown club uh-huh. that doesn't have air conditioning, there's a, there's always like a lingering coconut cocoa butter smell in the air. Like it doesn't matter if you're at Afrobeats party or just at like a 90s R&B jam. It's always there. And I'm so, so, uh, it, uh, I don't know, like motivated by scent, if that makes any sense. Oh, okay. Like my, there's always incense in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like super earthy. I'm kind of a hippie, I guess. Not kind of, oh, I'm it. full on <laughs> fucking Sorry, I'm a, I sorry I cursed. Oh, that's I okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also want to know what your favorite production element is in this song. Yeah, I think I got to go back to to the there's a flange on um on the chorus, so mm-hmm. a flange is sort of normally a guitar thing mm-hmm. that you or sometimes with drums you accent it, but it's it's not commonly something that you use in, in vocals. And I think on the, on the hook, um, on that call and response, I think I like that the call and response method and like using the flange on there the most. And David Nakaji, who's a brilliant mixer, he really made this thing fun. And I actually remember the text from him while he was working on it. Um, in January, he's like, (laughs) of this year, he's like, uh, He's like, yo, this is really fun. And I was like, which song? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like for a mixer to kind of say that when they're like in their zone is, is cool. Like he popped his head out just to say that. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm into that. Like, cause I mean, we make things every day. Mm -hmm. So like, it's always nice to like go back in and, and, uh, and feel that so so yeah i mean i think that cocoa butter line is is probably the most fun for me but walk on the sunny side is the most fun line to sing but cocoa butter is definitely the thing that makes me laugh like every time i sing it well you do have your album out so yes i want to know more about it um if you could just describe the album as a whole what can we expect I want to know. Um, yeah, so Houseplants is this concept of, about how I live and like what, how like I'm connected to my space. Mm-hmm. So I think like there, what I do in my daily life with a bunch of companies and bands and other artists and brands it's very fast i mean for the most part i'm working sometimes upwards of 20 hours a day mm-hmm. and kind of on average it's 16 to 18 hours and pretty much if i'm up i'm working and we could we can talk later about when i'm sleeping i still think i'm working <laughs> but the the concept of the album is how i have this kind of familiar sanctuary no matter where I am. And I think, you know, that is coming really into the light right now um, mm-hmm. in this whole global shift. Mm-hmm. I, I've been very edified by my space in LA. It took me a really long time, a really long time to find this house. And um, 
so I did a bunch of shit in February, um, did some light renovation and like put, um, put in a couple new things here and there. And it's really not about, I mean, I'm saying that it's really not about the things that I put in. It's more about how it made the space feel. And I think like houseplants is, is each of those songs is a totem for how I operate, um, in the world and how I create consistently. Mm -hmm. So what's great about that is that my friends who are also collaborators sometimes who are also partners and businesses sometimes, you know, like I kind of, I tend to work with my friends and I say 10 meaning like 80 to 90 people I do that with. It's cool that no matter where I am and which house I'm in and kind of, it kind of sets the tone for how we're going to work mm-hmm. and it's mutual and um, spiritual and yeah. I mean like it's a fam thing. Like if you, you got to like cook for your friends and hang out with your friends. And if it's legal where you are, smoke where your friends <laughs> with your friends like, um, or like just enjoy shit. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, like being away from home, which is Toronto, um, I've really leaned on my friends here because I've been coming to LA for over a decade and then only really lived here for two, two or three um, years. So, so yeah, I mean, like I want it to be familiar and I want it to be, I want it to feel good and I want us to have fun when we're here. So that's really what the album is about. And then, you know, you have kind of, some some moments in every song that are that are that feel comf- comforting and comfortable mm-hmm. yeah so that's what that's what it's about nice and if you had to describe your sound what would <laughs> it be well uh, <laughs> if i had to describe my sound um it, it's definitely like this album has a lot in there mm-hmm. um that touches on on things i don't read press Mm -hmm. so i don't know how people are um i know that there's press but i don't know how people are really um describing it i think for me the as a producer and a writer my sound is fluid and organic so i'm not necessarily describing like a genre or an artist but the sound and the way that like the way I look at sound in, in waves and notes and arrangement and words, I, I think it's very much in that, in that realm, but it's playful. So it's almost like, you know, think of me as like a little kid, um, (laughs) which some people do think of me that way. The usually people I date, I don't know why. Um, (laughs) If you think of like, you give a kid a toy, right? Like, um, I don't know what kids play with now, but let's just say uh, a little robot Mm -hmm. that you push a button and it makes a noise. You give a a little like infant that and they instantly intuitively know kind of how to, what to do with it. Mm -hmm. They look at it, they ponder it. It's like new. They have that kind of like (laughs) dumb look in their brain (laughs) where they're like, (laughs) until they they clue in and they hit the button and then they love it and there's a smile and like that's kind of like 
<laughs> how like producer life is. You hit a button yeah. and you're like, that sounds fucking cool. Or you hear a sound and you're like, hmm, let's sample that. And and I think it, in terms of describing my sound, like it's playful and exploratory. Um, I take a lot of influence from my gospel roots and certainly R&B, just classic R&B. So, you know, you could take it back all the way to Motown. And then I would say pretty much until like the mid 2000s. There's so much in there. Uh, This song in particular for We Don't Care, like there's a, I don't know. Do you know the Jamie Foxx theme song from his show that was on, I think UBN? Oh my gosh. I think I know what you're talking about, but I would not remember it right off the top. I'll send it to you. There's a remix and it's just like, it's one of the things that made me want to reach out to Chop a lot. Oh, um, interesting. Chop is very cool. And um, he did a remix to it and it's so good. It's like super, he has like hundreds of thousands of streams on on that particular track on, on SoundCloud. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'll, send I'll, that to me because I'm interested because that's, <laughs> yeah, I want to know. But this particular, that was the thing that made me do it because I was like, this oh, is fun. Yeah. And it was just I love theme songs mm-hmm. and like I have a whole bunch of like just memories of, of theme songs and yeah. uh yeah so so I think like I don't know if that really answers the question but that's what I got oh totally <laughs> I I love your outlook on um your sound and like ha- I mean it is it's like you press a button and it's like you either feel it or you don't you know yeah so, I mean it always seems to be feeling it like yeah. there's always just fun yeah. to play with knobs and buttons. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not much of a digital producer. I have a, a Roly, which is like an expressive keyboard. Um, and that's kind of um, my, and my drum pad, but the drum pad has a lot of knobs and pads a lot more than normal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my keyboard here in, in Toronto, like I have a proper piano and in, in, sorry, in LA, I have the Roly and, and, in Toronto, I have a proper piano. So um, affecting that and, and kind of like making that sound the way I want is, is just kind of fun. It's just fun to play with, with those things. And I think like we never really grow up as, as beat makers and producers. Like we get to play all the time, mm-hmm. which is why we're, most of us are clowns. So, <laughs> Well, can you tell the audience where they can follow you on social media and where they can download and stream the album Houseplants. Yeah, uh, so it's streaming worldwide, so everywhere: Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music, yes. Angami, Josevan. Like it's it's on everywhere. So do that, and hopefully you love it. And hit me up in my on Instagram is the best place to actually get me. All those other things that that are around, like I don't really know how to get around them. So I'm on Instagram. Um, it's at Kayaxos. And yeah, I mean, hit me in DM if, uh, if you're feeling something. I'd love to hear what you think. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on my show. I really enjoyed learning about We Don't Care and then the album as well. Right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. I don't know where you came from or what brought 
download and stream the full song and learn more about the artist, please visit the description of this episode. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Lisa Denae Music. Thank you for listening. Just-